A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Brian Sørensen is a football coach that recently moved to Merseyside to take on the job as the head coach of Everton FC in the Women's Super League. Sørensen is Danish and has previously coached three different teams in the Danish top flight for women. IK Skåvbakken, Fortuna Göring and FC Nordsjælland. Back home in Denmark, he has coached players like Pernille Harder, Signe Brun and Amalie Bangsgaard. In this episode, Sørensen talks about what football he wants his team to play and what made him leave Denmark to go to England to coach Everton. You are listening to Their Pitch and this is the Brian Sørensen episode. Today we're here with Brian Sorensen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. You, you're at the airport? Yeah, I am. I'm flying home to Denmark. It's international. Yeah, break and uh, yeah, so I'm going home to see my my family, my little daughter. Um, unfortunately, we didn't play the game uh, yesterday, so I'm I'm in current in London right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was cancelled due to uh, a waterlock pitch, so uh, that was that was not a fun thing. But. Uh, Yeah, it is how it is. Yeah, and we're on a little bit of a timeline. Um, but I want to start off with a quote from somebody who knows you. Brian is a coach who is confident in himself and the way he views football. He knows the philosophy of the job from the outside, but is also very skilled in working with every little detail with everything. Passes, pressure, and in play. I'm really grateful to have Brian as a coach, and I really appreciate the way he communicates with his players at the same time as he has very high demands. It's fun and just as it should be. Who do you think that is? Uh, then it's why. Yeah, that is correct. And I did miss one thing. I missed uh, I missed having you pronounce your name. I'm going to let you do that before we move on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they they, they say uh, Brian, but um, in, in Danish it's, it's Brian. Uh, I think it's a little hard for, you know, to twist the tongue and, and say that. I think in Swedish you can do it easily, but uh, yeah, in English it's just a little harder. So like Brian works for me, it's okay. It's it's quick to, to say. Brian, how, how did you start your how did you start your coaching career? Uh, I started yeah many years ago now and uh, was in a little town where I was born in Art and uh, south of Olbo in, in Denmark, uh, still in Jutland, north of Jutland. Um, my brother Uh, was playing. He's seven years younger than me, and um, yeah, they needed an assistant, so I started helping out there. Uh, there was a girl on the team, which my mom was playing handball with her mom, and uh, so we we know each other uh, a bit outside of that. So yeah, I was just asking if if she had any 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 friends that want wants to play football. So we actually created the first girls team in in Arden at that time. Um, And um, yeah, then 
it it yeah, it went really well. We were winning like a couple of years in a row and uh, had to expand. So we we uh, we find uh, uh, the the local city not far from us. Uh, uh, they also had a, a girls team, so we put them together so we could could have eleven aside team and um, yeah. Then it just it went on. Um, did pretty well. Uh, was doing like national. Um, uh, yeah, we were doing like cups that were national, where we were ending up as one or two, and and then uh, a team from Alba was was coming and asked me if I want to run there. They used the program, so so I accepted that and moved to Alba, and um, and then from there it, it kind of took off. That's where I I met Nadia Nadim um, at that time, uh, and uh, and her sisters, um, and we yeah had had a pretty good team that. I think when the first U17 national team was announced, I think we had 11 players on it uh, from one club. So, yeah, fun years. Um, and uh, from Alba, B52 was the club's uh, name. I went to uh, Vibor in, in a season where, where I brought Nadja with me. Uh, and, and I was in the senior first senior job uh, as an assistant. Uh, I was there for a season, then moved to um, to Skolbakken, which now is AGF, and were there for for six seasons, where I had Nadia Nadim, Pernille Harder, um, Sophie Junge, uh, Sanne Trolsgaard from the Danish national team, uh, and a lot of the other other like youth national team players at at the time. Um, and then I ended up in Fortuna and was there for yeah five and a half year. Um, so um, I think it was that 2018 I, I took a break. Uh, you mentioned Gold Station when we talked earlier. That's that's a bit because of that. There was blowing up uh, a lot of work and um, I was expecting a, a, a kid also. So uh, took a year off uh, and then Norseland was, was coming and asking me if I want to do their women's uh, project. Uh, or helping with that, so I did that for um, yeah for two years, two and a half years, I think it was uh, until Fortuna came calling again, and for the first time in twenty years they were out of Champions League spot. So um, yeah, went there and um, tried to get the to get them back on track, um, and uh, we did that, and then yeah, Everton Everton called was an option, <laughs> yeah, Everton called, and then. Uh, yeah, then I'm here. So, um, but I must ask you because you, you mentioned, you know, some of the, these players that you've you've coached, Sanitaris Gordon, Penilla Harder. Um, you've coached a lot of these these big names now, but also talents once upon a time. How come? Do you think you have an eye for for talent? Because you obviously also did call Molly Vangskot and asked her to come back to play football, and yeah, now she's just scoring a lot, loads of goals. Yeah. Um... I must have, uh, otherwise I've been extremely lucky. Um, but it's, I think it's also about, I think talent is there, out there, but it's also about giving them, you know, the opportunity. And I always, like, worked pretty hard to give them the best, you know, the best opportunities that we could, you know, we could deliver uh, in the clubs I was uh, representing. So, um, and, um, you know, you, for me, I, I, I always look at, like, the personality uh, when I when I'm watching like a, a talent, uh, for example, Sophie Junge was was not like meant to be probably a 
uh, a big football player as he's become um, in in her early ages. But she worked like extremely hard. Um, and I would say with everybody I work with, it's yeah, I would say it's like north of the collarbone. Uh, it's it's where it's where it's most important. So you know. Uh, mentality it's your mindset it's 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 everything is, is up in your head if you if you want to achieve it so i think that's that's what i've been looking for um uh, a lot and not so much about you know the technical attributes and so on you can you can always develop that so it's more about the yeah the mindset on of the players that i yeah that i really like and i think the ones that we we spoke about they that's the similarity like they you know they go that extra mile beyond to yeah to become uh, to become good and you were talking a little bit about you know um the mentality in these players what 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 do you think you saw particularly in in Vangskod where you said hey i want to call her up and say and ask her if she wants to come back to football yeah amelia had uh, in fortuna when she was uh, a youth player so i brought her into the senior team uh, at that time the you know the senior team was really 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 strong we were I think we were five in Europe, like seeded five in the Champions League. Um, uh, probably not the five best team, but that's just how the you know how how it worked that time with the with the points. Um, uh, and we were still you know competing. Um, went into quarterfinal and in, against Manchester City in the 2017. So so a good team like Nigel Deem was 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 one of the strikers. Um, Kaulina Smith who. Who recently stopped in Potsdam was uh, was was the other and fellow agitators. And we had uh, also on the Danish national team, and so like a lot of you know attacking options. And 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 Amelia was um, it wasn't like easy just to come as a as a youth player and, and break through at that time. Uh, probably the hardest club to <laughs> to do that in. Um, but I you know I kept like a good relationship with her. I was uh, honest with her and. Uh, and then you know she was coming to me and saying like I need a break and I yeah respected that. Um, but then yeah, it turns out that I was going to to Norseland and I knew that Amelia was was uh, in Copenhagen studying. So I I called her up and said hey, come and train a couple of week, a like couple of times a week and try to get back on track. And you know she did that and she did really well. She um, she was in the first season we were up. We, we ended up three and, and we also won the Danish Cup. Uh, and she was, uh, yeah, like a massive part of it. Um, then I went back to Fortuna and I said to Amelia that, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you should, you should try to go out and, and get in a full time environment. Uh, so I called up Andre, uh, who I know from my time in Fortuna, but I had, um, Tuya Hurden and, uh, Nora Hill. Uh, he was the, he was the national team coach of Finland at that time, so I called up him and said, "Like, I have this girl. I think you should, yeah, you should check her out and, and try her." And uh, and he, you know, he he did so, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. She's she's been doing amazing. Uh, uh, of course, still talk to her and uh, and happy, you know, the way that she's been performing this season. But I I also think it's because she, you know, she went into a really good environment with a good coach that. That was a necessity for her to, you know, to get the right uh, platform to, uh, yeah, to perform on. Last question for me is how, how easy was it for you then to to choose um, to go to Everton in that point of your career? You know, you how did the process go, and and how come you decided that? Yeah, I want to do this. Well, actually, when I was in Norseland, I I decided to, uh, yeah, to 
to try to see if I could get a, abroad some at some time. So I signed up with an um, English agent. Um, my, my aim was always to go here. Um, so I was, you know, I was doing some some interviews. I was in for the West Ham one. I was in for the Arsenal one. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, and then I think. Everton was just uh, you know the right fit for for the club, but also for me. Um, so we shared like the same values and and want to be strong in developing talents, uh, giving the young ones a chance. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, like I think everything just you know clicked and was aligned, and and, and that's why it ended up uh, being there. How 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 far in talks were you with both Arsenal and West Ham and? Compared to like, uh, yeah, I don't know how far. Like, I talked to them. That's that's so I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. But uh, um, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I felt like I felt I presented myself, you know, good and and had a clear vision. So um, uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm super happy that that it was Everton I ended up in because I think that's like that's the club that. You know, there's so many similarities in the way I'm brought up. I'm from the from the countryside, uh, you know, working class family, and uh, and so on. So I think it's yeah, it's just the right, you know, it's just the right mix. With that being said, we are going to move on to the tactical analysis, and I will mute myself. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm actually gonna start with a question that I've been thinking about uh, the last couple of, of days when I I've read interviews with you but what do you think that uh, the WSL demand from you as a coach compared to Kvindeligan in Denmark I think it's similar like it's the same thing like football is uh, you know you have to analyze your opponents you have to uh, you know see the individual players that are on the on the, on the team and then it's how can you impose your style uh what do you want to do against you know against the opponent so for me it's like the job is is similar uh, of course here's there's a like a bigger interest about around the game uh, more media uh, more staff uh, which I'm yeah uh, used to to have in Denmark but um but that's also why I feel pretty like pretty confident being in this in this job because uh Uh, like I tried all the different roles that are like now I have I think it's like 14 staff members where in Denmark I had maybe two or three or four uh, seven uh, you know it depends on where you are like when we started in Northland it was a, you know a couple and then it, it moved up to be I think seven in Fortuna of course it was uh, probably six or seven uh, you know like yeah all, all the years I was there so, um, so I tried to did like I, I thought a lot of the job so I'm yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty hands-on in in what's needed to be, you know, need to be done and can and can, yeah, can demand that uh, from now from the staff. So it, it just gives you a bit more time to 
to, to work in the details a bit, a bit better. If you were to describe yourself as a coach, how would that sound? Uh, I think I'm um, like very easygoing, easy to communicate with. Um, um, yeah, like super relaxed. Uh, I think that's what, what people will say about me. Uh, like, of course, I know what I want and where we, where we want to go. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think I do it in a, in a way that, that people want to, you know, want to follow because, uh, I'm basically just trying to be a, you know, be a good guy and, and communicate and talk to them. Um, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's people that you, yeah, that you want with you on the, on the journey to, to accomplish something together. So, um, so I think it's, it's just being yourself and being, yeah, easy going like that's, you know, that's work for me. And that's how I am. Of course, I, I, I set demands and I'm not afraid of saying like tough things to, to people when, when it has to be said, but, uh, but I'm also very, yeah, very, very relaxed. What, what kind of football does an Brian Sørensen coach team play? Um, I think it's, you know, possession based. It's, um, we want to be aggressive in everything we do. Uh, I think the key was it's being like proactive. We want to try to control the games, um, uh, as, as much as is possible, like with the ball, but also without. So have like a, you know, a playing strategy against the opponents, have a pressing strategy against the opponents. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I enjoy watching like City with Guardiola because, yeah, the way he always shapes his team up in, in different ways. Like the general principles are the same, but, you know, sometimes he plays with two inverted fullbacks. Sometimes it's only one. Sometimes it's like it's none and it's, uh, you know, deep sixes. And, you know, it just, but they play like the same after the same principles, uh, which, yeah, which I like. Um, uh, but also like a lot of other coaches when I was younger, it was, like Ferguson, I you know looked up to how he, you know how he managed the games in terms of uh, getting the best out of you know out of his team. Uh, yeah, so you know all, all of the big coaches I try to yeah to look at and see uh, see how they're doing. Uh, which tactical aspect do you feel that you have lear learned the most about since you started the coach? Probably, I think. Pressing is, is one that is, uh, yeah, where, where I've been, been smarter throughout the years, uh, but also keeping the ball. Uh, so I think both, both sides of it is like it's, you know, I learn every week. I learn every, yeah, every minute that I, I study football every time I, I watch a game or, or see something. So, but I, you know, I think, yeah, you know, I think if you look at, at the teams I have, like, you can see uh, like a clear pressing strategy. So that's, that's probably the, the tactical choice that I think is, yeah, it's most, most fun to, to do. It's also the most fun to execute. So This is going to be the last question because I, I think it's, it's a lot of talk about statistics all the time. Uh, as a coach, do you use any statistics or metrics when you look, at how you want your team to develop. Yeah, I do that a lot. Um, I think it's it's super important that you you know the you have an idea on what you want to do, but the like the numbers don't lie. They back you up in if you are you know on the right on the right uh, on the right track. 
Um, so I think if we if we look back to the games we played here in the WSL, like we were third in the like in the pressing. Um, uh, the last couple of games we yeah, we dropped a bit out of that because we for some reason we we changed our press a bit and we become a bit more passive. Um, so that's something that you know we look we look into uh, and then. Uh, you know, we always we want to control the games, and the easy way to see if you control the game is you know how much do you have the ball, but also how much are you you know actually entering the final third and you know like deep completions and so on. So it's it's always you know it's always looking at the numbers after to to see are we you know are we going in the right direction? Are we are we doing the stuff that we want to do and do the numbers back us up uh, on it? We we have actually some listeners' questions. Yeah, uh, Ben wants to know what does a team like Everton need to do to be able to compete with the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal in the future? I think, <laughs> yeah, quadruple, quadruple that. Uh, no, I think it's about having like a clear strategy on how you're gonna, you know, how you're gonna get there. Like we, we just started our journey, like our process in in terms of learning, and uh, yeah, I think we will hopefully only get better and better and, and, and what we want to do um, so you know you have to have the right recruitment strategy when you don't have the you know the 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 biggest budget so you can yeah buy the best players like you know it basically comes down to that so for us it's about how do we recruit and um, do the players fit, fit in in what we want to do uh, and if they do that like how yeah how can we make them even better at it um, so I think I don't think the gap is like that big. Uh, I thought actually it would be bigger, uh, but uh, but it's not. It's it's not that big. It's still it's still a big. Like it's the hardest step to take. So I'm not not saying that it's it's going to be easy at all. But it's it's a uh, it's a gap that is yeah that can be you know that can be closed. But it's it's always moving. Like those teams are always also gonna try to do better, invest. And, and so on because they wanna you know they wanna compete in Champions League, um, so they you know they play against the whole the whole Europe. Um, so for us, we can't like we can't stay still. We have to be be smarter, do it faster uh, than than those teams if we wanna if we wanna close that gap because they are you know they're improving every yeah every year also. I love living in Liverpool. Wants to know how do you like Merseyside so far? No, it's good. I like it. I live in a in a small village called Walton, um, which is not so far from the training center at Finns Farm. So it's easy to go to work. Um, yeah, you know, I've been I've been into the city a couple of times when mostly when my family is over. Uh, otherwise, I you know I'm not I'm born on the countryside, so I. I need I need space and uh, and freedom and uh, but I'm joining it. It's it's good. The people are nice and uh, yeah, loving life as the at, at the moment. Everton fan wants to know: Is there anything that has surprised you with the WSL so far? I think um, the physicality in the league is 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 is, is hard. Like it's um, but also it's hard to see a clear line in from the referee. So it's sometimes you know you can. You can do a lot. Sometimes you, yeah, you can't. So it's it's hard, hard there. I think to manage how is the game gonna be, and you know, if you just look at the physical side of it, um, uh, that's probably surprised me a bit. That is, yeah, that there isn't a more clear line in in what's allowed and what's not allowed. But uh, 
yeah, you know, they they're also getting better from from each week and learning and 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 hopefully that line would be yeah would be clear at at some point. And with that being said, we are going to end the listeners' questions and we're going to go into the end section of a this or that five questions where. I will give you two options and you can only choose one, whereas it has to be fast and I don't want an explanation. Okay. Um, a perfect tactical display from your team, according to the game plan, winning one to zero or winning five to zero when the game plan hasn't been followed at all. One. Uh, deciding on a starting 11, would you rather choose players just based on the fact that they are in form or the players with attributes suitable to handle the opponents? It's a mix. I think it's always, you know, you want players that are informed, but uh, but for us, it's also about, because we have a clear idea on what we want to do. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, the players have to have to be be able to do that because we, we look at ourselves. So, but it's still a mix, I think. If, uh, if some players doing like really good, like we, you know, we tweak the way that we want to do stuff to, to make room for it. But if you could only choose one, which one would you choose? <laughs> uh, maybe one. Then. Um, formation or space? Space. When coaching during a game, would you rather wear a proper suit or a club training track suit? Uh, club training track suit. On your day off, would you rather watch football on TV or just Netflix and chill? Watch football. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Brian, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.